You're listening to Know, Like, and Trust by Stampede Digital Systems. As a pioneer of the Know, Like, and Trust movement, Stampede guides listeners through the marketing process with real-life examples of successful individuals. Today's show highlights a business owner who offers a valuable service, making a powerful impact on the world. With your host, Troy Campbell. Thank you for joining us today. We're so excited to talk to you again and bring to you another amazing guest and hear her story and how she's getting people to know, like, and trust them. The Stampede Know, Like, and Trust podcast is really geared towards anyone who's entrepreneurial, who's building a dream, uh, a leader of some sort, influencers who want to spread their message by helping people get to know them, like them, and trust them. We have an amazing guest today. She's a great example of just that. Her name is Penny Pearl. She's the Two Actify founder and CEO and is a career strategist, a certified coach, and skilled networker. And her specialty is serving career-seeking uh, technical professionals and scientists. Her program is being offered by Rutgers University to, to PhD biomedical scientists as part of their seeking preparation. And so she's created an amazing organization, and we're so honored to have her uh, here with us today to hear her story. Thank you, Penny. Thank you, Troy. <laughs> In fact, I think uh, one of the ways that we were able to connect is through networking. <laughs> it's, yes. I, it, not only is networking great for business, just finding business, it's great for finding people who you align with yes. and will help you just know your, you know, finding mentors and people who just get you and love you and support you. Absolutely. And it's really a very critical when you're in a career. And there are a lot of people who are in a career, not only for finding their next opportunity, but also advancing your career, learning the skills of communicating with people, being mutual resources for each other, and, uh, you know, you become the go-to person. There are so many interesting opportunities as a result of networking. I, I love it. Well, will you tell us a little bit about kind of your story and, and how you ended up positioned right where you're at? Yes, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, I would have to say uh, when I, I've done marketing in my background, uh, I have... Um, done businesses in my background also. And one of the things that I realized that I loved the most was having professional relationships and building those. So when I got certified as a coach, I knew for one thing that I wanted to go into business coaching versus life coaching. Okay. And then I wanted to, um, figure out what is my niche? You know, what, where can I help people in business coaching? And so the first thing I did is I helped entrepreneurs and even larger companies in a variety of areas. But the one place that really evolved was helping people find a job because it requires a lot of vulnerability. Uh, you have to take risks, be willing to take risks. But it's necessary. And the thing that uh, really got me going was the way finding a job today has evolved, which is 
applying online. Everybody applies online. And the statistics show that when you apply online, fewer than 1% ever hear back. So, yes, that is exactly the the problem that I see with online. And and, and everyone does it. Everyone does it. Well, we're programmed to do it. Like when you go to college, everybody's applying online. The HR community has developed a branch called talent acquisition, and those uh, departments have processes in place that try to fit everybody in so that they can screen those individuals using technology and recruiters to then get to a hiring manager. Whereas years ago, it just, it was, you go directly to a hiring manager. Okay. Um, Sometimes from a newspaper ad, but uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a fruitless process. It's very broken. And so what happened was um, we saw an opportunity in uh, universities and colleges because the young graduates, they needed communication skills and uh, needed to be able to feel comfortable reaching out to people on their own so that they can get job referrals. Mm-hmm. So we, through networking, were able to connect with Rutgers University and their biomedical scientists team because a lot of their candidates, their PhD candidates, wanted to move from academia to industry. So they're using our program, which is a system to teach people how to strategically network online to -hmm. find a job. It doesn't mean that you can't still apply, but your chances of finding a job are much greater when you meet people and you get referred directly to hiring managers. Absolutely. So uh, I, I think this is interesting because you're saying your background was in marketing. Yes. And guess what? A job search is your marketing. Yes. That's the genius. I yes. love it. And guess who the product is? You. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And absolutely. But what happens is when you start putting together your marketing plan, there's a lot of saboteurs that uh, arise. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So it makes it really hard. There are people that feel like I don't want to be bragging about myself or they just don't see their value. We start sabotaging ourselves. We start sabotaging ourselves, right? Which makes it really uncomfortable, which means that people (laughs) rely on applying online because you're not really having to face speaking about what your value is. You're just submitting a resume or you're submitting uh, access to your LinkedIn profile online. However, there's a point where you do get an interview and you want to make that, they're golden. You want to make that interview work as, work really well for you. But if you're doing everything online and you're not facing uh, what needs to be shared with the person that you're interviewing with, then a lot of times interviews fail because you're not practicing. So. By having conversations, 
meet, building your network, meeting new people, developing new relationships. These are all ways to practice the delivery of the value that you add. People like you, they trust you, they want to refer you. Yep. And um, so we have a system for doing that. We started out working with a lot of uh, the early career seekers and uh, found that a lot of them just weren't ready. They, were, they weren't even relying on career centers. They're much more comfortable applying online. And I think the thing that uh, keyed it off for me was when I met a, an early career seeker and he said, you know, everybody tells you how to network, tells you to network, 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 but nobody tells you how to do it. Right. And that's what our program is all about. It's, it shows you step by step how to network. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say it's totally comfortable and it's not a lot of work. It is a lot of work, mm -hmm. but at least it's work that gets results. And I'm going to share those with you. Yes, please. Okay. So uh, Payscale did a uh, study and Payscale.com, which is a pretty popular site in the career environment. And the, the result is that 80% of the jobs today are found through networking. The second statistic is that you increase your chance of getting a job when you get referred by nine times. So my story is why would you compete online just to get an interview with a middleman, a recruiter, mm -hmm. even if you get the interview mm -hmm. um, and they're going to decide whether or not you move on to talk with a hiring manager. Mm -hmm. So why not take a direct line or almost a direct line? By meeting people, developing your resources, being a resource for others, and they like you, they understand what you do, you show up, and then they refer you to decision makers. Really, I love it. I love the system. I think one of the best days, because um, um, I, di I didn't go to um, university for business. Mm -hmm. And so when I started doing business, one of the best days was when I realized that there was that, I, that there were systems that I could follow. Because yeah. I was just kind of all over the place, just trying to do different things, and kind of picking up this here and that there. And then someone comes and said, "Okay, here's how here's how a, a well-run business looks. Here's the system that you can set up and follow." Right. I was like, "Oh my heavens, yes, that is what I need." Yeah. That we can systematically approach that yeah and when you do that some of the weaknesses show up and you can work on the weaknesses and i'll give you an example there are a lot of people that i work with that are in leadership positions they're hiring people they're firing people they're training people they're guiding entire teams mm -hmm. and yet the the place they get stuck is when they have to reach out and talk with people they don't know. Yeah. And that's what we help them get through. Thank you. So, I wanted to ask you, yeah. earlier you said that the hiring process is a very vulnerable process. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you about that. What did you mean? Well, 
people who allow themselves to be vulnerable will take risks and put themselves into situations where they're not comfortable, but it, by being pushed out of their comfort zone, they learn a skill as they show some success. So um, what happens when you're looking for a job, uh, you have to be prepared for interviews. There's really tough questions, but you know, you do a lot better when you can address them before you get into an interview. Right. And it's a really scary thing. Um, I can't tell you how many individuals I work with when we start the process. Um, I am very big on trying to identify their value proposition statements. Mm -hmm. And it's very surprising to see individuals who I see as very accomplished. Sometimes they cannot come up with one accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to stop what you're doing, turn around and look at not only where you're at, but how you got there. What were some of the struggles and vulnerabilities that you had to go through in order to reach that leadership position? And to be able to put that into words, because you're going to be asked that when you get into an interview. So the practice of working through a profile on LinkedIn and also putting together your resume, which is never, I've never met anybody who loved doing their own resume. Right. <laughs> but the reason that's so painful is because a lot of people feel that they need to say things that are not true about them. And they really are true, but they don't necessarily know how to come up with the words or they feel like they're bragging. Yes. They're not recognizing their accomplishments very easily and uh, there is a skill that we all need to learn so that we can communicate those accomplishments and our own value to other people but right. not in a bragging way in a serving way yeah, yeah. right right yeah exactly that's a, that i mean that's the same it's the same process for, for a business. It's the same way to say, hey, you've got a really good widget. That right. widget really is amazing and it will help you. But hey, we're not bragging, we're just saying we're you know, and talking to the right people, obviously you wanna you wanna talk to people who may need that widget. Absolutely. So Choosing the right audience is very important. Yeah, and so probably yeah. the same thing with your system. Help, yes. help them find the right people to market themselves to or, or connect to. And, and yes. Flesh. Well, that's, that's very true. So part of the system is going through the profile and the resume so that they can put their value proposition statements down in a written format so others can read them and then to own them themselves so that they can communicate that in a conversation and then reach out to the right audience so yeah. that you know if you want to be a project manager, you're going to be reaching out to director of project management yeah. and yeah, exactly. be able to uh, develop your skill set to have a good communication and interject some of the things that you've done. But 
not presenting it in terms of a task. For example, the difference between a, um, a statement about a responsibility or a task is the following. A lot of people, what they do is they'll say, I did a presentation to the marketing team on a monthly basis. Whoop to do, big deal. Right, right. right. <laughs> okay, what does that mean? Right. But a value statement is as a result of my monthly meetings yeah. to the marketing staff, we were able to launch a new product in record time that led to tremendous company growth. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now that's not bragging. No. That's just thinking about well, what was the outcome of my work and presenting the outcome. Right. Yeah. I think, do, do you um, interface at all with like LinkedIn so that people's profiles and things on LinkedIn kind of reflect that as well? I live on LinkedIn. <laughs> and my clients live on LinkedIn. So, so that's, yeah, obviously. That's I'm part like, of our service. Yeah, let's make those, because I've, I've got some pretty um, challenging going together LinkedIn profiles. Oh, yeah. Or empty ones. Mm -hmm. An empty one can be hurtful you know, to looking for a job. So we have a structure to our profiles. But when I work with clients, because we have individual programs where it's individual training and coaching, mm -hmm. uh, we also have group programs. But when I work with a client, I need them to be committed because if they're looking for a job, it, it requires that. Just like applying online requires a lot of work. So does uh, learning how to network and be able to share your value and develop relationships with individuals that will serve you for the rest of your career, the skills that, that we share. So one of the first things we do is we work on the LinkedIn profile and your resume so that you own what, what you do and what mm. you say you can do. And... I roll up my sleeves. I'm in there with my client. Yeah. And it's the clients that are actively engaged and willing to work together. They're the ones that find a, sh a job a lot faster than yeah. those that just drag their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You've got to, you've got that vulnerability. You've got to do the leap. You've got to go to where you're uncomfortable. That's right. Absolutely. And, you know, personally, I'll give you an example. I work with um, clients all the time and I train them and I coach them. Um, and there, there is a difference between the two. Coaching is really helping them to understand where they want to be and how they can get there from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And then I train them on how to use LinkedIn as an example, as a networking tool. So that I show them, I don't just leave it to them, I show them how to do that. And the people that do the work succeed. So I do that every day. And I dive in and everybody presents different challenges. As much as I do that, um, I also do webinars for lots of individuals to train them sure. um, on how to do some of these things. But no matter how often I do it, I get very nervous. Yes. <laughs> before a webinar. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So you take that I, you nervousness know, and you 
and you make it something. I, I don't know. That's how I yeah. always look at it. Whenever I'm nervous, I think I'm going to use that energy. For yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it usually, once you get started, it quickly goes away. But mm-hmm. um, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to try different things. It's really not okay to avoid things that are going to help you reach your goals. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think Joseph Campbell, um, a, a quote, or he wrote one time, um, in the cave that you fear to go into is where your treasure's at. Ah, I like that. Yeah. It's, very, it's very true. Wow. Very true. Go into those caves. Go where you're most afraid. Go where yes. you're uncomfortable. Um, and find your hopes and dreams and your perfect client, your perfect job, your the right. best, you know, the best you that you can find. Well, well, um, so, 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 so you moved in this direction. Why? What, what, what does it that you, I mean, is it, it sounds like to me that you're talking about something you really love to do. I do. I'm, I'm actually, I know you can see me on video. I'm the type of person that leans in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can be, you know, like in between appointments or if I have a couple of hours while I'm working on projects, I can feel tired. And as soon as I get into a coaching call or I'm doing something to help a client, mm-hmm. I'm very energized because I'm really passionate about what I do. Yes. I feel like I'm really helping somebody not only find a new job, but learn new skills mm-hmm. and see themselves differently. Because when people are looking for a job and they're constantly applying online, it's wearing. They lose their confidence. They feel mm-hmm. like, gosh, I totally matched that job. Why didn't I even get a call? So they lose their confidence, which does not help in a career, yep. uh, you know, in a career search. Yep. And uh, so I view my job also to help my clients see themselves the way I see them. Yes. And get through those periods. Yes. Because yes. a lot of it is a mindset and you can just tumble yes. in the it, wrong it, direction. That's right. That's right. Um I like to I like to say in like my one of the ways that I personally want to manage my emotions is to um because I say nothing succeeds like success. And so mm-hmm. to, to to avoid having that loss of morale and just suddenly I, I try to give myself little wins you know yes if, if i if i pay my bills on time to me that's a little win i don't I, instead of looking at it oh i have to pay this right yeah it probably yeah. is still there a little bit sure I try to reframe it to myself as when i pay that bill and, and take the time to you know out of whatever netflix um, um watching or whatever it is i don't want right. to you know, that I'd rather do than pay a bill. But I'm doing that. I'm honoring myself. I'm giving myself a little win. And suddenly, hey. And so I try to build on that because, yeah, that, that process of, of suddenly not getting that job, that's devastating. It oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm so glad that you were there for it because that's, that, I mean, it's so helpful when you have someone next to you saying, no, you're winning. You're yeah. Winning. Yeah. You're trying. And then, you know, on the other side of that is uh, when people would rather avoid being asked certain questions, and I know they're going to get asked that question in the interview, I say, give me the questions that you fear the most. Mm-hmm. And we do role play. Right. And those are the ones that I'm going to help you through. Yeah. 
so that you're in control of that interview. You're not just a respondent and it's not an interrogation. And at the same time, you're demonstrating your capabilities and mm -hmm. your value to them. So it's not only speaking it, but you're demonstrating. Um, so I think the only way to really nail it and get to the goal faster is to be very transparent. I know that term is overused, but it, I can't think of another word that fits better. Right. No. <laughs> and that is um, when I see, and I don't, it doesn't matter what level an individual is at, when I see something that comes across the wrong way to me, it could be words, it could be mannerisms, uh, you know, physical uh, language. Um, it could be a thick accent. I don't understand it. I'll tell you what, that hiring manager, that recruiter, if you're, if you have a thick accent, they're not going to say, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Cause I didn't understand what you said. Right. So, but okay. I am going to say those sorts of things so yeah. that you can improve. You improve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a safe place to do it. Well, I love it. I, I, to me, to me, there's a, the, one of the things I advocate for businesses that they get their personas and their avatars down. And part of that avatar process is looking at what those hard questions, what is the customer client in their journey? What are they not going to like about your service? What are they going to like it? What? And so I think I, I, I really see that how aligned your, your system is with that business that, you know, going in and helping people figure out that the product is them. And, yes. and that's yeah. a good thing. I mean, product, you know, they're not a, thing they're they're a person but but still right. they have to look at it that that they're they're just like i think good products bring us tools and resources that we need to have a better life and, and us as being employed we are hoping that we have the, that we can be a tool and a resource for our, our employers to succeed and, and well said and, yeah yeah so very I, important well, wonderful. Very important to do that. Well, Penny, um, during this podcast, we have got to, to know you and like you, dare I say, love you and trust you. <laughs> and we want to do business with you. How do we get a hold of you? Well, my email is penny, P-E-N-N-Y, at the number two, actify.com. So it's the number two, A-C-T-I-F-Y.com. And our website is to actify.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor and thank you for, for helping uh, folks like us go out and find our, the best careers possible. Time to talk my to pleasure. You. Thank you very much for my being a guest on your <laughs> oh, show. It's our honor. Thank you. Bye, bye. bye. You have been listening to Know Like Trust by Stampede Digital Systems, a part of the Stampede Podcast Network. The questions from today's interview have been adapted and simplified from the powerful marketing tool, the Sales Site Blueprint. To learn more and get the full set of questions to start your business on the No Like Trust Path, download your free Sales Site Blueprint today from StampedeWeb.com. That's StampedeWeb.com. Until next time, this is Be Rich, signing out.